has changed in the past couple of months that is your attitude the level of perseverance resilience and determination after all we are humans we are meant to evolve accept and bounce back because over many years what we have learned through our innumerable experiences is that no matter what life goes on and so should you stagnancy isn't the nature of life but flowing and sailing through the cracks and crevices of difficulties is Hello and thank you for joining me today on the podcast of PMISF Bay Area Chapter Back to Basics Season 1 for the professionals of project management in the Bay Area and this is me your host Priya Kaur. Our last podcast episode was about the art of communication in today's digital age and the significance of resilience to channelize your efforts better. And today I'm full of positivity and hope while bringing to you an opportunity in itself. Please join me in welcoming Theresa Walsh, Client Service Director, CPA at Robert Half Management Resources. That is a global human resource consulting firm founded in 1948. For over 27 years of her association Teresa has been juggling with a variety of roles and responsibilities and PMO Vertical has been her forte for the last 7 plus years Teresa is also an active PMI member who sponsors events with them annually and she enjoys coaching sports with her doting girls So on our episode today let's get the direct answer to the question from her what the hiring managers are looking for in the candidate and learn some of the best practices to leave an impeccable impression on the hiring managers when being interviewed for your desired role All right so Teresa welcome to our podcast thanks for having me Oh most welcome so you joined Robert Half in 1993 after getting your CPA license and since then for about 27 years you've been leading variety of roles and responsibilities yeah it's unique to be somewhere that long i know your plate seems to be spilling with a lot of work and adventure what's your real kick to keep going like this sure sure no i've been at robert half for this long because we are headquartered locally in san ramon uh 6 billion dollar international publicly traded company and really i've had probably 10 distinctly different roles. roles at Robert Half in my career here and a lot of um, opportunities to actually launch new service offerings which has been a lot of fun. So I joined as the practice manager of our PMO vertical project management office vertical uh, like seven and a half years ago. And so my role has been kind of twofold, both to do the business development, calling into companies and talking to hiring managers about their PMO resource needs and then also being very active on the recruitment side, particularly with PMI and just a lot of good referrals from my network so that I have the candidates ready to start whether it's a consulting job I have for them or a full-time job I do both so I'm really very much full circle on the business development side and the recruiting and placement side and it's been a lot of fun as you noted I was a project manager prior so I have been in the role and know the discipline and the rigor and I've really enjoyed that past work experience and so I I really enjoy um getting to know my program project manager scrum masters and being a part indirectly of the projects they're doing for me out in the field with our client I have one question where do you derive your super energies from you're like on fire all the time with all of this work and it's so important. 
impressive the way you manage bombardment of tasks and responsibilities. What's your yeah? Story? Yeah, no, you're right. You have to really prioritize and right. really be organized, and yet give people your undivided attention and, and make sure you take good care of them. And I would say um, less is more. Like I, I really do my due diligence and my homework, both on the client side, the people that I work with, the hiring managers, as well as on the candidates that I represent. And so I think that due diligence and time and effort really helps build a loyal base of folks that work with me and a lot of referrals. I can't even tell you how many referrals to a lot of candidates right now, given COVID, and there's more people looking for work, but also to just really good clients that need to hire. And of course, Robert Half is a larger company, so we have quite a network of clients, small, medium, and large that we work with. So my peers and colleagues and some other divisions like Account Temps, Robert Half Technology, Robert Half Legal, they refer me business as well. So many incoming from different directions. Tell me as a client services director with Robert Half, what kind of challenges do you deal with on a day-to-day basis and what are your key learnings, if I may ask? Sure. So I guess really we're kind of in our fourth recession since I've mm-hmm. been with the company. And so obviously the 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 focus changes um, when the economy is really good uh, lots of hiring managers need our help and so we have to become that much more expert of recruiters to find the talent in the current marketplace we've got more people looking and not enough opportunities and so we have to balance our time between talking to all the candidates looking for your work yet saving enough time to market out to clients for business so certainly as the economy you know changes our focus changes and we have to be cognizant of that I would say certainly you know technology has played a huge part in how our business has evolved Uh, we used to be very um, committed to meeting every person in person before we we actually would work with them and send them out on interviews to meet our hiring managers now of course we do a lot of these uh, candidate interviews you know actually quite a bit with Microsoft Teams now and Zoom are probably our to preferred platforms. So a lot of it is done, and of course with COVID, everything's being done remotely, at least for a period of time. So I would say some of our more high touch interactions have become more online interactive, but I still think quite productive. And you, know, as I said, the economy is much different right now. We have seen things get getting better come you know, end of May, June and July. So we are finding hiring managers starting to hire again, which is always really a plus, right? We're getting more people out to work again after kind of a severe drop-off mid-March. If particularly being asked, what kind of hiring trends uh, do you currently see in especially Bay Area job market? Yeah, I mean, initially with with COVID, there were some net new rules that came back to the Bay Area. So financial institutions found themselves not able to have resources abroad Mm -hmm. and conducting certain activities. So we've gotten things brought back in-house, whether it's customer service and banking, account reconciliation within banking, certain analysis roles. So we've seen some, you know, roles that were outsourced come back to the U.S. Obviously, with all the loans that have been um, given out by the government because of COVID, there's all that justification, auditing, analysis to make sure that the rules of engagement around those uh, loan activities have been followed through. So there's 
quite a bit of net new work in those areas we're providing people. And certainly all the healthcare related activities around COVID from, you know, some of our office team contractors sitting in offices at the lobby level, checking people's temperatures, et cetera, to uh, the contract tracers we've placed, uh, to some additional staff in retail and restaurants because of the need for uh, some additional uh, hiring with certain people being out, et cetera. So, you know, we've certainly seen, seen some positions being net new demand for us at Robert Half given COVID and kind of what's been happening the last six months. Like you said, there are analysis roles which are more common nowadays. What would be the top three roles that you see are in high demand? Yeah, well, we're most well known at Robert Half in the accounting and finance vertical. It's where the company started back in 1948. And so anybody in that accounting and finance profession, they really know the Robert Half account temps brand names. Those are a couple of our larger divisions. We have eight distinct uh, staffing and consulting divisions underneath the Robert Half umbrella name. Um, so the three demand areas for accounting and finance would be these job titles, controller, senior accountant, and payroll manager. Uh, reason being, you've still got to close the books and you've still really got to get your people paid. There are still some absolute rules that need to be in place no matter what. And even before COVID, it's been a very low unemployment for many, many years. I'm talking below 2% in accounting and finance. And I think as you may recall, you know, because IT became such a more attractive area for students to major in, we've had a real shortcoming of accounting and finance majors over the years. And that's really caught up with us, uh, meaning we're still having a hard time because there's not enough of those people around. And so those are the three positions that we're still really in need of. Again, senior accountant, controllers, and payroll manager. From the perspective of a hiring manager, what kind of top skills they are looking for in candidate yeah I would say the demand for PMO talent falls into three areas the first is what I just referenced the mandate compliance regulatory reporting type of PMO talent uh, obviously always demand particularly for highly regulated industries like banking and healthcare. so that's one demand area the second would be for folks that are strong cross-functionally in a business process re-engineering uh, endeavor so individuals that can talk to HR finance legal IT and re-engineer some sort of business process and then the third area which has really been my greatest demand area over the last about two years now is very centered on on application, implementation, integration, and expansion. So I've got uh, folks working for me on projects in the Bay Area that are doing things around um, an ERP, such as Oracle, NetSuite, SAP. I've got people on projects around a CRM. There's a lot of Salesforce CRM projects throughout the Bay Area. I've got individuals that are actually working around an HR benefits payroll uh, project. Um, Workday is a popular application. There's lots of Workday project work throughout the Bay Area. 
So that's really the three demand areas that I see with the emphasis on the application, implementation, integration, and expansion work. So will that be right to say that because a lot of people are losing their jobs or a lot of people are looking for a change now, are you receiving a lot of you know options or resumes of good candidates to be placed? Yeah, there's been some really stellar people laid off or furloughed. And really the good people are getting jobs. I mean, the really strong experienced candidates I'm finding are, I'll, I'll name out one, Jewel. I've talked to three people from Jewel, uh, the vaping company. Two of them already got jobs. Uh, both of them are FTE roles. And a third candidate I'm working with, she's interviewing for a role with me that's, hap- that's an FTE role. So yeah, as one example, you've got some really strong candidates looking. I think it is a blessing in disguise as well. So even the situation in place, people are getting options, right? Yeah, I'm not finding people voluntarily leaving their FTE roles. I mean, the market's too unsteady for that. I am finding people that if they get laid off or furloughed and they've got strong experience and they're basically forced to look for another job, they are finding good opportunities. What if a person with a non-US background wants to start a career? Do you have a plan for them as well? What kind of support system do you have for them? Okay, we have some employers that we work with that if they want to hire this individual as their FTE, right away they're going to be their employee of their company, they're willing to sponsor them. So there are companies that we work with that will sponsor these individuals for FTE roles. Uh, As it relates to us placing them as a W-2 contractor of Robert Half with one of our clients, unfortunately, we don't sponsor folks that need sponsorship. But what I do offer every candidate, and many folks know this, is a couple of things. I get them connected with free online interactive training through an organization called Skillport books 24-7. So when they log into that program, they're going to see that there's the prep courses for them to take so that they can um, sit for the PMP exam. I've got over 600 courses with a PDU that they need to keep their PMP active once they have their certification. And there's all kinds of classes to help people when they're interviewing. So if you have a role where you're meeting a hiring manager, and let's say they're using Smartsheet as their project management tool, or they're using Kanban is their agile approach and you're not familiar with those things we've got that training for them to take free online very good before they show up to the interview so they can be better prepared to talk to the hiring manager so that's one way we support everybody that works with us looking for a job the second thing is i'm very um, committed to inviting people to pmi networking events i do basically four pretty committed to four pmi events every month and i will often have guests with me because what's so key about finding an opportunity is really who you know. It's still, you know, I would say absolutely the number one source of finding a job is through your own network. And so really we're committed to making sure that people are involved with professional networking groups. And for me, that would be PMI. Oh yes, PMI has been super active in making sure that people network. PMI members are networking and they're organizing a lot of events. So yes, PMI is definitely a reliable and a wide platform for this networking opportunities. And I've seen people getting placed through their networks, which you rightly mentioned. How about your view on the companies that are 
currently actively hiring? What would be your top hotcake businesses or organizations? Hiring? Yeah, I mean, it's the ones you would expect. There's a, for a variety of roles within healthcare because of all the demands with COVID-related management. There's the financial side of all the the loans and, and government support that needs to be accounted for. Um, there is uh, obviously in the distribution sector with food, et cetera, right? That whole supply chain of food distribution, there, there's been a, a, you know, a big demand uh, in that area as well. Um, uh, you know, a lot of nonprofits who have been funded by the government in a COVID-related capacity are needing help. Um, human resource people are really having to figure out a way to better support their internal employees and their external client companies that they work with. It's a whole new game right now. And so there's a lot of human resource and, and change management, kind of re-engineering, kind of organizational development. One of the verticals of Robert Half is called HR services. So we've seen them really busy too with this whole change management organizational development around COVID and just the future of work, right? In a more remote capacity. Right. That is true. In your opinion, what are the top three common mistakes that candidates unknowingly make during their interviews just to help them plan better next time? Sure. You need to practice talking about your work verbally out loud. Hear yourself talking about the short stories of both your technical know-how and your soft skills. If you if you Google kind of what are the top um, soft skill kind of questions for project and program managers, you're going to be asked some of these, such as tell me how you've dealt with a difficult stakeholder or tell me how you've come midstream into a project that was over time, over budget and got it back on track. So you need to practice out loud, hearing yourself answer these questions in a logical, sequential, um, kind of results-oriented format. So what I mean by that is when you're talking about a difficult stakeholder, frame the situation as you are talking with a hiring manager about your real finesse. And, and what do you really do well to overcome difficult stakeholders? People are way too general and superficial in their answers. Things like, oh, I got to meet with them regularly. I really find that that's so important. I mean, that's, that's not good enough. Everybody knows you got to get in front of the stakeholders, right? So frame the project, i.e. I was working with the VP of marketing. It was a six month, um, half a million dollar Eloqua integration affecting this many users across this geography. Um, this was a situation with uh, the VP of marketing. So I framed the project. I gave him a sense for the complexity, the size, kind of what I was going into. And then I got to walk him through what was the issue with that hiring person. And again, I think part of what people don't really think about is really peeling apart that story and really understanding getting to the root of what they did well. I, I have to kind of help them figure that out. It's there. Until you start really talking about it and thinking about it, you're not necessarily uh, communicating it as well as you could. So I'd say number one, you got to be talk through your stories and be prepared for both the technical side and the soft skill side before you show up to the interview. The second thing is um, don't continue to answer the question saying we or they. You got to talk about what did you do? Oftentimes a hiring manager thinks, you know, you, you referenced what everyone else did, but you almost never said what you did. 
So if you got to figure out how am I going to do that? Some people need to be very objective and say, okay, let me answer your question. Let me tell you first what my team and I were designated to do. And then secondly, I'm going to tell you specifically my responsibilities. So make sure you cover both that I can be a part of a team dynamic, but this is really what I accomplished. I think the third thing maybe is, you know, sometimes you got to be relaxed enough and be transparent and real and show enthusiasm. Like make sure you ask for the job as you close out the interview. I mean, they got to really know you're interested and you want it. Maybe you, it isn't the best ide ideal job for you and maybe ultimately you turn it down. But what you're hoping for is to get an offer so that it's your decision to turn down the job offer, not theirs. So make sure you show enthusiasm and interest as you throughout the interview and particularly as you close it by saying something like, hey, great talking today. Look forward to talking to more team members, meeting some other people at your organization. Would love to do the next steps. Somehow convey for sure that you're, you're wanting to go on. Yeah, so you need to really put yourself out there and make them feel that you are interested and you're, you're enthusiastic about this role. And for you, this job really means a lot. So you really pointed out so well that narrating your experiences through stories and convincing stories is important. And then being enthusiastic and talking about me and I more than we because that would be more confusing for a hiring manager to decide how much did you yourself contribute mm -hmm. so that's an interesting way of looking at it I'm sure Robert Half also provides assistance in preparing a candidate for the interview session right there are people who are probably not that confident people who really are not sure how to answer a particular question like tell me about yourself so I'm assuming that Robert Half consultants, they also provide such kind of training sessions. The key thing is we really have to know our hiring managers and really right. know the scope of the work. I mean, it, it's really key that you, the, you know the culture, the scope of the work, and the audience that you're talking to, whether it's one to two to three plus people. So there's quite a bit of due diligence from the front end, taking down a really thorough job scope right and, and then really drilling down with the candidates on their experience you know each opportunity is so unique with these different clients there's a lot of nuances and things to know right. but you know it's basic stuff you got to look up everybody on linkedin before you show up to the interview you've got to really know the company and all their different services and how they make money you've got to really be prepared to ask like what questions do you want to know what's really key because the type of questions you ask how thoughtful they are you know I, I think it really tells them are you interested and do you understand our business well enough based on what you're asking us so you got to be prepared with some good questions about what what you need to know to consider this opportunity um, so I think those are some key things looking up for hiring managers or the company on LinkedIn is a nice way to get to know people who are working with the organization and of course knowing about the company to close this conversation how a person can get associated with Robert Howe yeah, if you go to roberthalf.com, you'll see our eight specialized uh staffing and consulting divisions. So if you're more of an administrative professional, you'll know that office team is the right uh, division to reach out to. If you're an accounting and finance professional, that would be Robert Half Finance and Accounting and Account Temps. If you're more of an IT expert, you know, on the development and support, support side of IT operations, you'll go to Robert Half Technology. Uh, we place paralegals, legal secretaries, attorneys via Robert Half Legal. So I think my 
my best recommendation would be to go to the roberthalf.com website. Make sure you see our various specialized staffing and consulting division. You can email the local branches and the representatives. We'll give you, I think, often an email address and or a phone number to call about that particular opening. So we encourage people to reach out to any office directly of Robert Half in the Bay Area. I think we have 13 different offices. You can work with any and all of us to find a job. That's interesting. And I think the most easiest way to get connected. Yeah, no, we want to make it easy for sure. We want to make it easy. Awesome. Thank you so much, Teresa. It was so nice to have you on the show and you shared amazing tips, tricks, and amazing insights about the industry, what the current trends are, how hiring managers are hiring, what are the top roles, what kind of skills you need to have, and a lot more, which is going to be really, really beneficial for people out there. Thank you so much for your contribution. You bet, Priya. Thanks again. I really appreciate your time and energy and inviting me. And again, look forward on behalf of all of us at Robert Half, you know, whether you're looking for work or a hiring manager that needs help down the road, we look forward to helping in both capacities. So I really appreciate your time as well. And I know we'll be in touch. Absolutely. And I wish you all the luck too. And I hope that you get to rest as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. That was an incredible episode with her. And I hope you got to learn something valuable to put to use the next time you are preparing for an interview. This is all for today. But if you have any suggestions or want to learn about something through our podcast, do write into me at Digicom Manager, that is Digicomm Manager at PMISFBAC.org. And I would be happy to put it together in my next episode. Till then, don't forget to join PMISFBAC.org org and never stop learning something new because learning is the basis of everything and everything comes back to the basics. Oh.